But the Lord said to David, my father, for as much as it was in thine heart to build an house for my name, thou didst well in that it was in thine heart, notwithstanding that thou shalt not build the house, but thy son, which shall come forth out of thy loins, he shall build the house for my name. The Lord therefore hath performed his word that he hath spoken, for I am risen up in the room of David my father, and am set on the throne of Israel, as the Lord promised, and have built the house for the name of the Lord God of Israel. And in it have I put the ark, wherein is the covenant of the Lord that he made with the children of Israel. And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And behold thy cousin Elizabeth, she hath, hath also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month with her, who was called barren. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. And Mary said, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. And Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste into a city of Judah. Welcome to Love Lighthouse podcast. This broadcast, all going well and God willing, will be continued to be um, broadcast at the same time as is happening on my Facebook page, Vicky Elizabeth Semple. Welcome to the 10th day of Advent, I believe, and also the 6th of December 2022. And thank you for joining me on the 6th of December 2022, 10th day of Advent. Um, and it has been really frosty this morning. This is one of our first days of, um, you know, real kind of like frost outside and I just wanted to see if I could maybe get a picture for you but I'll maybe share some with you uh, later on but there definitely was, in fact there still might be quite a bit of frost out there as well, frost all along the beach for my swim today and I knew before I was even going to go down I wanted to just go through a couple of extra things, you know, same thing to do to take extra measures on an extra cool day. Of course, see swimming in the cold is one of these things where some might say, well, it's an extreme sport, it's something really different. It's not run of the mill, it's not norm, but it is gathering track. There are a lot of other people starting to do at least some sort of form of dip. Mine is a little bit different in that I do take it that little bit further, in that I go under the water and I'm often wearing um, very little barrier between myself and the rest of the sea, the element there of the sea. 
Um, today I certainly had very little of a barrier, even although it was very frosty, but I made sure that I was doing my jog beforehand. I was also doing exercises during, and I also did my acclimation as normal. Um, I took the camera out just to show you a little bit of the terrain and what the sea was like, how clear it was underneath, and just what the kind of waves the tide was doing, a little bit more scientific and uh, environmental information for you is going to be shared, God willing, once I get my edits up and on the go. Um, but it was really great to do that today. And one of the first things that I saw, you know, um, apart from a little boat coming in as well and, and then heading back out um, and me filming the boat, I maybe should have just kept going. Maybe they were doing a bit of filming. I don't know. Um, I would assume possibly so. There was only so far they could come in towards me, though, because um, of the depth of the water, um, realistically. There's that on the go, plenty of planes, people out at the lighthouse and someone coming to me. I'm not going to talk too much about this, but I just want to say, folks, please, if you see me out filming, so much love to you and so many blessings to each and every one of you. Thank you so much for all your respect. If you see that I'm obviously filming and my camera is going to be somewhere enclosed within the bag that's on the sea uh or sand level, just go round the back of it. Don't cut in through it. Um, I know there's a lot of people that want attention, clout chasing, or just are unaware of their environment. Please just heads up, keep aware, and be mindful. If I give you an appointment to speak to me, I would more than love for that to happen. Or if I'm finished my C session and you would like to speak to me or ask me any questions, I would love to speak with you. I really am a welcoming person as long as it's in respect, as long as it's, as I say, very respectful of good intent and, um, you know, you're really considering the way that you're actually approaching me. You do realise that every single thing may actually be taken down in evidence. I may be filming or I may be, obviously. Um, what I definitely will be doing is witnessing at that time. So please make sure that you're really considerate about how you're approaching me as well. But many, many blessings. So much love to all of you. And I really look forward to meeting with you and speaking with you. I know all of you know who I am. I do not know, though. That doesn't mean that I know you. I don't know you. So bear that in mind as well, that I probably won't know who you are, even although you know me or you feel like you want to approach me. So much love to you once again. But just, you know, give me that time to also acclimatize myself to you so that I can be my best for you as well. So there we have it, folks. Um, that's my little kind of like uh, what I've been wit witnessing so far and what I wanted to put out there is really important. Um, obviously, animals can't help themselves, but, you know, just like keep them on a lead or take them around if you notice that, you know, that the filament is going on loved them so much though not their fault and I was so blessed to have their presence with me in one of the recent videos but again just be very mindful of that be respectful and considerate thank you so much it was lovely to have Aspen involved in the video um, and you've seen the cats as well do take a look at one of my I wondered one of my favorite cats on YouTube I've shared this with you but I'm wondering if that is Tilly I really do wonder. Now, some of you might remember that I took a cat in that was on the street um, or somebody brought the cat to me because the cat was on the street and this is a busy place out there, not the place for animals at all, 
at all. Um, and of course, cats are outdoor creatures. It's cruel to keep cats indoors. So you've got to let them out. So they've got to have a big environment to be able to get outside, nice back door, that kind of thing. And so down the beach is a great place for them to go. But apparently this particular cat actually can go from around about near enough that area, I think, all the way up to here. Doesn't normally do it all the time though. But that may be that cat from way back then, Tilly. I really don't know. It could be. And so I do hope, obviously, that that cat, whether it's Tilly or not, does make an appearance again and I get to, to see the cat. And perhaps if I see the owner, we'll be able to, or I shouldn't say owner, but they're human, we should be able to establish if that is Tilly or not. Um, but yeah, it's a great, beautiful video clip, just a very short one. And the cat's coming right up to my legs just snuggling into my leg and really, really close. And then um, I go to put my hand out and he or she, I think she, um, goes to come up to my hand and then again um, comes to sort of snuggle in with me and then makes this cute little noise um, upon jumping like further up. So, and I was like, oh my gosh, she's so cute. It's the cutest little cat, so adorable, absolutely adores me. And I am just thinking how adorable that cat is. So you can get to see that as well. Um, obviously, I'm so welcoming of, of animals because they always have good intent, right? Anyway, um, so let's have a wee chat about this 6th of December. So listen, it's St. Nicholas Day as well as God's Day every day. But it's also St. Nicholas Day and that's where Santa comes from. As you'll see, Ted has got um, the Santa hat on there, shining away. <laughs> Beside our picture. I'm going to show you, I'm actually going to turn this around. There we go. And sitting really nicely there. We're not on the fifth anymore, folks. We need to turn this around to the 6th of December. There we go. So thank you once again for joining me on this 6th of December, the 10th day of Advent. Okay. Right. I talked about this. We talked about how this day reminds us of Santa, which can kind of remind us of all the kind of material aspects and the gift giving and that kind of aspect of Christmas. But I talked about how it was really important to make sure that we are doing everything based on what Christmas is all about, really, which is Christ, Christ Mass, Christ Mass, and going there and starting there. I talked about making our lists. And how even in scripture, it talks about how that, you know, when we ask, we do receive. But that coming into manifestation, if you're going to be writing out your list, whether you're a child or even an adult, you may have a list of things that you want to achieve or gifts that you would like. Um, things that you would like in your life, maybe experiences that you would like to have. All these different things. These are lists of your desires, no matter what age you are. And it does say, as I said in the Bible, that what you ask for, you do receive, but only when you're asking in the right way. So it's not to ask Santa, it's not to ask St. Nicholas, but to truly have your desires met, 
it is to go first and foremost to Christ, to God himself. And when we ask in that way, truly, then we're asking in the name of Christ, if we're accepting of Christ. That's the big difference for some people, which they don't understand is that, you know, sometimes people ask, but they haven't accepted Christ. So what they want doesn't really come to them because they're not faithful, they're not believing, and God cannot then therefore work with them and collaborate. There's no cooperation. And so quite often their dreams aren't really met. Or if they ask for something surface-based, like a thing, it doesn't really do it for them after a certain amount of time. You know what I mean? That's it. Um, and you get tired of it. It's like a new toy. Like after a little while, you know, you're going to get tired of it. So to truly be abundant and blessed and really enjoy what it is that you've got is first the main thing, like to give thanks to God for what we already have in God. And then for that to be able to continue though, we need to have God with us. We need to be in thanksgiving mode. And that is only possible through having God with us. Okay, I am going to make some tea. I think it would be nice if you come and join me because what I'm hoping to do is also open the advent calendar today. Um, I haven't opened it at all. I haven't opened any single one of these. I was going to leave it for Lucy, but to be honest with you, I am getting a little bit hungry for the chocolate here and I really do want to have a cup of tea. So I think we have to get, I think we have to get Lucy look another one as well. Um, oh my gosh. This is still here as well. Oh my gosh, it's tempting folks. Do you ever get like that? You get like all these different things in and you think you have the best intent, but do you actually keep them or do you munch them? I've always been good with calendars, but this is the first year I munched through a calendar before I opened it because it tastes, I don't know. I've never done that before though. But anyway, let's go and make some tea. So we're into our 12th minute now, just a recording and this God willing, we'll all go well and we'll be on Love Lighthouse for you to also listen to. And there might be extra bits on there as a result, um, which is always really good um, for you to enjoy. Now, let's see. All sorts of things in this miniature little um, kitchen. Um, I got this actually down the beach and I had to take it with me. Um, it was a star and it was stuck on one piece of seaweed. <laughs> Let's take it through. A star stuck on a piece of seaweed and I thought, oh my gosh, I was doing my little warm-up exercise. I thought I just have to bring this back. I'm going to put it up at the top here. I'm going to put this on. Oh, sand's coming down and everything off it. I want to keep some of the sand on because it's kind of like authentic, isn't it? That's beautiful. Let's see. Okay. So, kettle is on the go. And we'll just keep going with this. Now, what did we say about the the list writing. I think we should take some time at this moment. If you're joining me right now, no matter when you get the video, I would like you, 
in good intent, remember we're going to be writing lists in good intent for what we desire. Let us make our list together and we will ask in Christ, not Santa, but God, straight to God, because remember we have to ask in that way. Now, does that mean that every single thing is going to come true straight away? Again, it depends how you're asking. And it also depends, 144, good ceiling. It also depends what God wants us to have and what's meant. Perhaps we're meant to go, maybe some part of the struggle for some people is part of what will grow them in attaining whatever it is that they're trying to attain, whether it's a set way of life, maybe a certain weight, um, maybe a certain health um, regime status or um, a financial status in order to, um, to develop in other ways. But remember, none of these should become idols or gods. And if you make that your priority, that's why it won't happen because you've already made an idol over God. So it's always about making sure we're placing God first and not the outside or the end product, the creation or the manifestation. It should never be the, the, the idol. And that's what is, I think, a problem for a lot of people. Now, let's go back through and um, see if we can get this now. And I'll also get a hold of my list. So if you're going to be making a list to Santa, make sure you do it to Christ as well, as I say, first and foremost. Um, but we will attempt to do that today. Right, I'm going to get some hot chocolate for this. Um, and I'm going to have, God willing, some decaf coffee. And I might have to use hardly any space in here. Thank goodness I'm not the kind of person that would ever want to swing a cat. Nobody should ever be doing that, obviously. It's just a, a way of of speaking. Where does it even come from? I mean, is it like a huge way of speaking or is it just someone that's obviously been a really like weird weirdo that said that in my presence at one point and then I just like heard it and thought you know what I mean you don't really mean that ha 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 and then just said it without anything anyway we have to be kind to cats and all of them especially all those that rely upon us let's get some honey um I think sometimes it'll be a bit too much but so I've got just instant coffee. I'm adding honey. Should I really get a coffee machine? I don't feel like I want to go too much in depth with the, I'm just going to empty this out like this, little coffee thing because I want to be healthy. So I don't think I would go for a coffee machine. Now, so we'll just put out this for now. You never know. Me in the future, especially if they do like a whole amazing decaf range that I can have. And perhaps. Oh, I could add some whiskey into this, couldn't I? Mm. And cream. Alright, here's the cream from the other night there. Let's add some cream to this. Okay. Um... 
looking good. And now we're going to have like, it's almost going to be like a hot blaze, isn't it? Oh my gosh. Okay, so for the purpose of the recording, um, I've just made coffee, but I've made it with instant because I'm not like a big coffee drinker because I like my health and fitness. So it's decaf that I've got. Sorry, I don't have a coffee machine because I'm obviously, like I like the taste, but again, because I'm trying to be healthy, coffee isn't, like normal coffee isn't a big thing on my agenda. Anyway, we did have the whiskey from last night. I was not planning on having any of this today at all. I just thought to myself, that is like a whiskey, um, what would you call it? Like a coffee with whiskey. It's like a coffee liqueur. My gosh, so. Oh, top parts come off. That little bit. Let's just do a tiny drop. Okay, that's enough. And then. Pop that back on there. Pop that bit round there. And then I think just about ready. Put the lid on. And we'll pop that back up there. Right. Ooh, it smells very nice. Mmm. Oh my goodness, it does smell good. Right. I'm just going to be back in a second. I need to go and get my book for my list. Right. Okay, so many, many blessings to all you of Big Intent for joining me here today. And here we go. I probably should have, I'm going to get Bible as well. Hang on. Right. You get 14. The second one. I write not these things to shame you, but as my beloved sons, I warn you. Right. Well, I guess there were a couple of instances um, of that kind of thing happening um, at the beginning of this, you know. So it's not to shame anyone, but it is for their benefit. When God does anything through me um, or through the Bible, and when you're reading the Bible and you get something like that is you receiving from God and... 
the things that I talked about at the beginning of the video even are not to shame anyone. And even this about you making your lesson where you're actually like focused on, it's not to shame anyone. It's just to help you like actually achieve what God really wants for you, what you really, really desire and to make sure that you live your best life. So it's not for shame purposes, but it's actually for good intent, okay? Um, and here it says, if I go up above this, um, no, I think it's below, yeah. For though ye have 10,000 instructors in Christ, ye have ye not many fathers, for in Christ Jesus I have begotten you through the gospel. Wherefore I beseech you, be ye followers of me. Okay. And that's St. Paul writing through, um, obviously the Holy Spirit writing through or speaking through Paul, St. Paul. And then of course me bringing that to you today. If we have a look at the first number 14, it says, if any man's work abide which he hath built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. Okay. If any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved, yet so as by fire. Know ye not that ye are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you? Exactly. If any man defile the temple of God, him shall God destroy, for the temple of God is holy. Which temple? Ye are. Okay. So you that have God, link I have God, my name telling you that, Vicky Elizabeth, meaning the victorious house of God. Then therefore, as a temple of God, each of us are who have God and who accept God have to think of ourselves in that way. So that's why at the very beginning, you know, when someone was coming up to me, clearly not in God, clearly not with the right intent today, and um, tried to speak to me, perhaps just being a little bit possessed and a little bit kind of wayward and is, is there... I'm not going to say too much, but kind of the label that they were trying to use on me was basically the label that would be more appropriate for them. In other words, kind of, they weren't really obviously in control of what they were doing or what they were saying in Christ because it wasn't of Christ, right? So they weren't in control of themselves. Um, and so what they were trying to say with regards to me going swimming is really more accurately for them, I would think to say the least. Um, so obviously there are people that you know, are out there that have chosen against God and they don't see themselves as the house of God or a temple for God and they perhaps are really jealous of you and me being that. And so we need to understand that if they try to defile us by their thoughts, even their, their thoughts are their words, not just in what they do, but all of these other areas, the Lord will actually destroy them. Um, and this is really important. And so here, as you begin to see how this opens up and we're starting to think, well, what has this got to do with, you know, us making these kind of lists? And we talked about this the other day and you really want to listen to this. It's a great gift for you to listen to on Love Lighthouse podcast. And it's also on the video um, below. Well, not directly below perhaps, but it's actually a pinned post at the moment, but it'll become unpinned and this perhaps will become the pinned post. And it's all about making a list and checking it twice 
making sure it's based in Christ. So do give that a good listen to. Um, but this is why, so number 14 on this side, what does it say? Let's see if it takes us any further. And God hath both raised up the Lord and will also raise us up by his own power. Okay. Know ye not that your bodies are the members of Christ? Okay. And this is why it's important also to separate off and make sure that we're making like clear boundaries as well with people like I have obviously in many different ways and then today again so that we are uh, glorifying God and that you know us as ourselves as gods are respected but also to lead the way for those that have fallen that have lost their way they've gone a little bit haywire and you know may become possessed or they don't know what they're doing so that we're lighting the way for them we don't go down and join them at their level but we raise ourselves up, but we will be raised up even further in Christ. If we haven't found that we've managed to do that ourselves, do not worry, God will do this with you. It says here, um, shall I then take the members of Christ and make them the members of an harlot? God forbid. What? Know ye not that he which is joined to an harlot is one body? For two, saith he, shall be one flesh, remember? But he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. I'm joined unto the Lord God. I am one spirit and I'm also one body. This is why, because I'm joined to the, the spirit of God, which is Jesus Christ, I don't need to eat him in the Eucharist. And this is why there's a, I mean, I can, if I want to be in communion in that way and through remembrance of what happened, but it's like that's within me. In terms of what happened, that is within me because of the spirit being joined to Christ. So I don't need to look to the outward things to remind me of that. But I can do that in communion with other people and help to raise other people up. But it wouldn't be in the same mindset. I wouldn't be doing it because I feel separate from Christ. And that, that was my only way of having Christ within me. No, when you're joined in the spirit, remember there's no separation between spirit and body. Then therefore... So your living life becomes the Eucharist, not something that you need from outside of yourself. And this is why um, some people followed Christ when he said it is the spirit that gives life. And other people walked away at that point. Okay, there's a, a very definite um, definition um, and difference between these two types of people. I'm not going to go backwards and I will not be joining myself to unbelievers. No, I shall not. Um, I have one that's saying this as well, like he's on a video, I haven't listened to the whole thing, but he's in a video saying, just one day, like tomorrow, just start tomorrow. I don't need to go backwards, my dear. I need to go with what I've been given in the grace of God, with the Holy Spirit and keep hold of that spirit and run and go and keep moving. You are the one that needs to lift yourself, to be lifted up. To accept Christ fully and become that Eucharist. All right. So let's um, look at that asking and receiving in Christ. What would I like? I would like that person who was talking about to be honest and truthful with Christ. So I'm, I mean, that's not even something for me, is it? Well, it could be if, somehow that helped our relationship flourish in a new way but 
we can't think like that. We can't be covetous. So we've got to do it for the good of the kingdom and for that other person. So that will be one on my list, my Christmas list. I'm not going to say their name, privacy's sake, but that they accept more of Christ and therefore become themselves a living Eucharist. No more seeking things for the, from the outside. No more seeking things from the outside world. To give them Christ. But instead, to live fully in the assurance of the Lord God, Holy Spirit, glory to God, as it was written and is. So as it was and is written, it is the Spirit that gives life. Let me find that. Wow, this is a great one today. It is the Spirit that gives life, that quickeneth, yeah. So we go to the KJV, it's going to... All right. John 6, that's chapter 6, verse 63. It is the Spirit, I want you to... Think of this and highlight it in your mind. Ten times. Spirit that quickeneth. The flesh, as not just like meaning this, it means everything that's turned into material, okay? So like even you or anyone else or like a Eucharist as in a wafer and the wine. Anything that's come into material form is what it means here by the word flesh, okay? The flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you they are spirit and they are life. So let's highlight words. The words that I speak unto you. Words 10 times. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. And then that I speak unto you. They are spirit underline and they are life. So all you need is a word and you become the walking living Eucharist. So that's part of my Christmas list, folks. I don't know, will it come true? I have to ask in the name of Christ. I could ask in the name of Christ, but again, there's the other person's will as well, isn't there? So we also have to be aware of the other person's will. And therefore we cannot be covetous or expect, but we just 
live and pray in the hope and the faith that at some point, even beyond the grave, perhaps, you know, you never know, might ha- have to go that far, that they may even have to go to hell, to Sheol. He might be on his trajectory to Sheol by the time this comes to light. But if it were in this lifetime, that'd be wonderful. Okay, so we leave, <laughs> we leave that there and we understand we can't be covetous with it, but we just need to be confident about it as well. Because what does it say? about this. I believe it talks about it in James when you're asking something from God. And let's see, um, James, and then what's, so it's not to be double-minded. I think it's on the first page, really. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. So we can't be double-minded about it. We have to know that you know, if we've got this, it's come from God, we've already received it. It just, we don't, we can't control the timeline. It might be in a timeline um, with us here. It might be future tense. It might be beyond the grave. We cannot control God. God decides overall, but it is a given, especially if it's in God, because we're asking in God, because I have God, it then therefore is a request from God. If you do not have God and you make a request, it's not going to be in God therefore, but because God lives within me and I'm joined with God, this is a very holy request, right? It is holy. It comes from Jesus Christ. This request for this person to see themselves as the Eucharist and to stop being so bold about the Eucharist out with themselves in the form of a waiver, but instead to actually embody Christ themselves and become that walking Eucharist themselves. That is a holy request by God, God's self, through Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit that dwells in me. But again, I can't be covetous. I can't be controlling with a timeline. It can happen at any time. So that's what's coming about. Um, Now, here we go about asking, okay? But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. So even if it's wisdom that you need, just ask God. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. That giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Let the brother of low degree rejoice in that he is exalted, but the rich in that he is made low, because as the flower of the grass he shall pass away. For the sun is no sooner risen with a burning heat, but it withereth the grass, and the flower thereof falleth, and the grace of the fashion of it perisheth. So also shall the rich man fade away in his ways. Blessed is the man that endureth temptation, for when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. Let no man say that he is tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. So this is why it's very important when we're also asking that ultimately God already knows what we need, what we think, especially if God resides within us because it's a holy request that's that's already there, that's in alignment with God. So we must be in faith that it is done. It is a given and not be double-minded about it. Oh, I wonder if, I wonder, no, because that's blasphemous to the Lord. If it came from the Lord, the place of the Lord, it is, it has been received already, at least in the spirit form, and is then to manifest. Now, another thing is, is that much of our asking is simply in the prayer that 
just the will of God happens, okay? Because if God already knows what we want and we desire, then we want his will, which if we're consigned, if we're a part of God, joined to God, then if it's his will that's a request through us, it's his will that we want to see take fruition and take um, some sort of solid uh, manifestation in our lives to come to fruit, to bear fruit. So quite often enough, in terms of like, instead of writing long, long lists, which are very, very good to just simply to say um, the prayer. But when we say the prayer to God, we cannot say, uh, don't tempt me. Why? Because here in 13, and this is after, yeah, let me see where, I just want to make sure I'm getting this right. look into it uh, a little bit later but um it's really important because obviously when Jesus came and taught how to pray that was before he ascended so now we have to go on the ascended uh, level of Christ and that can only happen through joining ourselves to Christ and the Holy Spirit it's not going to come through the word is living but what's more living is the spirit that is within us, that is the instantaneous link to God that is even beyond what went before in the scriptures, even though that's still live. What we have is far greater because as Jesus said, God, um, Jesus goes to the Father. And so therefore we're going to be able to do greater than him. It means we also know greater than what he did when he was in the fallen, or what people see as the fallen state, but he wasn't fallen. But the, the fact that he came down um to earth, which we're about to celebrate on the 25th, obviously, of December. Now, as he has ascended past and beyond that level, he then gives us the paraclete, the Holy Spirit, which then allows us to do more than he managed to do. This is all in the scriptures. So then, we, therefore, in alignment with this, we're also able to pray in a better ascended fashion. That's why I never stopped doing that, even when those that were unbelievers were just working from the scriptures alone and didn't have Christ within their heart and their soul yet. They hadn't accepted Christ or they were denying Christ again and again. They weren't able to understand. They were still repeating the same old things. And that's how pretty much most of them were probably suffering and not really doing what was needed to be done. It says here, and I'll say it again, let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God, for God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. So what does that mean? We cannot say that in a, a, in a prayer. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Thank you for giving us this day our daily bread and for forgiving us as we forgive each other. Thank you for leading us not into temptation, but delivering us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the glory forever. Amen. That is the ascended way that I have at my level of wisdom that we must say. We can't be saying, lead us not into temptation. God does not tempt. God would never lead you into temptation. That's blasphemous.
right? We can't say things like that. So obviously when you're making your list and checking it twice, making sure it's based in Christ, you're making sure it's based in Christ in the now, not Christ when he was descended, not Christ when he went to hell, not Christ when he uh, resurrected um, and became sort of like, you know, through this transfiguration. No, it's the risen Christ that's with God, the ascended Christ that sits on the throne that we are meant to be honing. And that's why I have that prayer, because I joined, I am joined with Christ. And therefore, I know with the wisdom that I have, how to say the prayer properly and ascended level in alignment with the ascended Jesus, not with fallen, not with human Jesus the first time he came around, not when he was on the cross, not when he went to hell, no, none of these stages, him in his glory. And as much as I can manage, obviously, there's probably a lot more that I am still going to be gathering in terms of wisdom. And I am very, very humble and very, very realistic, very sane minded about that. I'm not over the top about it. I know there's more to come. But um, that is going to help you tremendously if you're going to be doing your lists today, thinking about this because it is the day of God every day, but also of St. Nicholas. So he's called Sinterklaas. That is what um, Santa is called in the Netherlands, but they really took this really quite seriously. Sinterklaas. And Sinterklaas was this Saint Nicholas who would look after young women for example if they didn't have a dowry i mean this is this is like what's a sensible way of saying this it is just tremendous to think that back in those days women had to like have a certain amount of money so they could get married that's almost like it was like a, a carrot dangling a carrot for men. I don't think that's right because nobody should be like looking at money as a reason to get married. And that is really quite evil. Money in itself is not evil, but it's the focus and the attention on it as opposed to the real reasons for getting married. You know, there should be a real reason in the spirit that we're drawn to someone. And that's the reason for getting married, not how much money the person has, not what they look like, these things are all part of the reality of what um, is important um, is in our lives. Like how attracted we are to someone is vitally important and who we decide to settle down with. But it first has to come from God. There are many, many people that can be very attractive, but only one of these out of billions of people across the world are the person that we're supposed to be with. And if we never meet them, then we shouldn't be with anyone else just to use them. That is unfair to ourselves and them. So this is why many people are chasing celibate because they know this truth. So again, it's not just about using people because they look nice or because they have money. There are so many people that, you know, look nice or have an amount of money. And then there's the people that go in the opposite direction and think, well, no, if it's someone that doesn't have money, that is so much better. And, and they think that they're just very cocky because they're doing something that's so noble when it's not. It's not about these different things as much as it is about Christ and God within each of us, each of us as a single unit, a single person, and then and figuring that out.
But Santa Claus, anyway, nevertheless, back in those days, and um, when women needed to have these dowries, and some of them just didn't, whether they might have been orphans, or their father may have died younger, or whatever it might have been, Cinder Claus would apparently, stories go, that he would get these bundles of money, and he would just throw them through windows and doors of these women, so then therefore they could get married. Now, okay, this is maybe not the right way of looking at things, but this is just a little bit of the history of who Cinder Claus St. Nicholas is, and this day that we're celebrating today. Um, Sinterklaus is something that we would also celebrate even in the summer months. When I was at camp, we would do things that apparently he did. Like, apparently he left things in people's shoes. Like if it wasn't through a window or a door, sometimes women or um, other people that needed something um, or were in need would leave their shoes out and Sinterklaus would fill their shoes with gifts whether it be money or some other type of gift that they needed. And so obviously Santa Claus was very wealthy and he just used his wealth in the right way. He was sharing it around. So he, although these situations are not perhaps appropriate or right or correct ways of thinking or getting into marriage, his heart was in the right place and that he was giving so that others might be able to receive and might be able to have somewhat of a good life out of what he already had. He was doing what the gospel asked to do, which was to share to those that were poor or in need. Now, let's um, take a look at Center Clouds and what we did at summertime in camp. So even although it wasn't the 6th of December, it wasn't Christmas, we would have Christmas at camp because there were some children that lived in certain places that would never have Christmas. Uh, not because they didn't believe not because they didn't want to celebrate Christmas, not because they weren't, you know, from a family that believed or that wanted to believe more in Christ or weren't, you know, Christian. No, they were coming from families um, that would love to have had Christmas, but they couldn't. They literally didn't have the money to. They were coming from areas, I'm not even going to say the name of the areas, but some places in and around New York, New Jersey, mostly I think New York, um, they just didn't have the money and a lot of these people would be living in uh, like inner cities or like gang areas, that kind of thing. So a lot of their life was just trying to survive, like literally survive than celebrate Christmas. So what we would do is when they would come to stay with us at camp, they would get that reprieve, they would get time out to actually be able to enjoy the outdoors. They would never get to enjoy this beautiful scenery getting to go swimming as well, yeah, and even polar bears, that's when all that, like, started, you know, like, going into, like, cold swims, um, I would say, um, was in New Jersey with, like, just getting tons of, like, ice chucked in and then cold water during the day, um, yeah, we'd do that every now and again, so what would happen is they could get to go on all these things, like, back to all the different activities, so, so they could do like dancing, they could do arts and crafts, they could go away on treks, they would go on holidays, even out with there. The list was endless, but we would have a whole thing where we would have Santa coming in dressed up with all the toys and everything. We would decorate the place in Christmas things in the middle of summer, just so that they could get to experience Christmas. So we would put things 
into their shoes. They would leave their shoes like out um, and we would fill them with lots of different gifts. We would make things or get things and just pop them into their shoes and we would do that. So all of that is based on Sinterklaas because that's what Sinterklaas would have done. And that's what they'll be celebrating today in the Netherlands, but also all around the world in places that understand who St. Nicholas is. Obviously, it's more about God and we need to focus there. So do take a look and make sure you listen back to this wonderful broadcast on Love Lighthouse podcast, as well as, of course, here on my elite but becoming wider spread Facebook page on Vicky Elizabeth Semple. Um, folks, I'm still recording here. We are into our 50th minute, almost an hour. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for appreciating all these videos and Love Lights House podcasts. Thank you for not just lurking and being honest about watching and being here and joining me. Um, so much love to you all and many, many blessings to each and every one of you as you celebrate God's Day first and foremost, but also this of, of course, Santa Claus Day, St. Nicholas Day as well and the 6th of December as well as the 10th day of Advent. Before we go, I must open this calendar. So for the purpose of the broadcast um, online, I am looking at my Nativity Advent calendar. I haven't opened the first. Um, where's the second? The second. Um, have we got the third? The third. Um, have we got the fourth? Have we got the fifth? Where's the fifth? The fifth. And uh, next to the donkey, which is kind of like, that would be Christian. Wow. And then sixth. Can anyone see the sixth? Can you see? Number six. Do we even have six? Has it missed out six? Can anyone see the six? Oh, it's right next to it. On the wise man. I'm going to open this now. Fun and games here. So I'm going to open the sixth one. I'm not going to open all the others. Like, well, this is very much. And can I just say, this is obviously. At last, Mary and Joseph arrived at Bethlehem. Mary was tired. Oh my gosh, look. What is it going to be? I'm going to like show you again. Right. <sighs> so tricky to get this. Right. Oh, look. Oh, my gosh. Folks, what have we just been talking about the entire time? Gifts and receiving. And of course, the most important gift of all is not just all these things, but the gift of presence. Can I ask you, 
to pray with me now as well against those who have cruelly tried to manipulate my daughter and uh, give her their own ideas of a negative narrative that they would like to see play out um, without solution to keep us separated and when my daughter really needed me and asked for me to come and get her, I couldn't because someone who has been long-standing in terms of uh, coercive control had taken away my car and I couldn't get to her in a, a state of emergency when she really needed me. Not long after that, she, as you'll know, uh, ended up going through something really quite traumatic and became involved with something that she shouldn't and is not normal for any of her family or certainly not me. Um, and I feel it's to do with a lot of what she's been through that she needed me in that time. And obviously others have been trying to manipulate and cause problems in her life. They've really impacted her negatively. Let's pray for their punishment. And let's pray that um, obviously that they would change so that they wouldn't need to be punished. But they uh, continuously keep doing this throughout the year. So I don't see the trajectory change in people but anytime soon. But um, please pray with me that they will change. And they will do the right thing. And in the interim that they uh, are blocked from my daughter and from me and from negatively influencing. I talked about this a lot so that she can have the, the gift that she really needs, which is presence with me to help her at the moment. Make sure she's nurtured, cared for, loved and cherished and influenced in the right ways to do the right things. Um, and therefore, she has a good environment to be brought up in. And... A healthy one at that. So very important. Thank you so much for doing this. After all, the reason that this is here and that none of these have been opened is because she has been missing out on that. And that's due to those negative um, people. I have gone ahead and I have um, spoken about it with uh, victim support and they agree that it's coercive control that's going on. It is a form of abuse. And I've now been speaking uh, over an hour and a half uh, I believe maybe close to two hours spent last night on the phone uh, to different services and I have um, things I'll need to be doing today to take further action against that person and um, their evil ways against my child and my family that they have tried to do for many, many years. If you want to find out a little bit more, you can look at some of the, the videos before, but do please pray with me for that and I pray to God that she will be set free from their evil and brought to me so that she may be able to have that gift of presence with me in quality time um, so that she can have the proper life that she really should be having now and the support that she needs, especially at this time. In my own name of Vicky Elizabeth Semple and enjoined with the Holy Spirit of Jesus Christ, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen many blessings to you if you're going through anything as well and that you need um, either closure for or you need um, something to be gifted to you that is in Christ I pray that that comes to you as well only those things obviously that are of good intent and that you have a wonderful Christmas a wonderful December 6th of December 2022 and beyond for the rest of this week and beyond many many blessings once again Thank you so much for joining me.
But the Lord said to David, my father, for as much as it was in thine heart to build an house for my name, thou didst well in that it was in thine heart, notwithstanding that thou shalt not build the house, but thy son, which shall come forth out of thy loins, he shall build the house for my name. The Lord therefore hath performed his word that he hath spoken, for I am risen up in the room of David my father and am set on the throne of Israel as the Lord promised and have built the house for the name of the Lord God of Israel. And in it have I put the ark wherein is the covenant of the Lord that he made with the children of Israel. And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And behold thy cousin Elizabeth, she has, hath also conceived a son in her old age, and this is the sixth month with her, who was called barren. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. And Mary said, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. And Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste into a city of Judah.